Welcome back to another episode of The Sid Show, a podcast where I aim to learn more about the about life and the people around me. Today, we have a special guest who is also known as Boys Creeper, Mr. Can Only Squat the Bar, Demon Beard, the person who hits on all my friends, and half of rich gringos. But most importantly, he is also Will's brother. Here is Sam Hughes. <laughs> Say something. Why did you mute yourself? <laughs> it was an accident. Okay. Also, this is being recorded during COVID time, so we are on Zoom. So, Sam, introduce right. yourself. Thank you, Sydney. Um, yeah, my name's Sam. Artist, poet, writer, thinker, um, and a lover. And what? A fighter. The, what the heck? <laughs> Whose lover have you ever yeah. been? Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> That sound for you? Uh, how, how we met? Uh, certified lover boy is probably what he's gonna say in his caption when Drake drops that. Also, that I, I bet, I bet that. Okay, but we met in Incentive, which is like a program at Boyd. So we met in grade eight, and then in grade ten, we went to Refilway, which is in South Africa together. And then, you know, we did our things. He was in Montreal. I was here, UBC, McGill grad soon to be and um I guess like we've always been friends but we weren't always like constantly talking until like quarantine there's a little hiatus there for a minute yeah I needed it anyways um (laughs) I I didn't (laughs) sorry though no no it's okay we came back it was like a three-year hiatus that's so mean of me yeah I needed those two years just to recover from our three-week trip (laughs) and and I guess incentive but yeah so I did questions of the day on the Sid Show and Sam answered every single one, which was really like random for me, but his answers were actually pretty intriguing. But also like, I never really understood if they were real or not. So I would treat them as though they were real. And most of the time they're just like jokes, but oh, well, anyways, um, <clears throat> then his desire for my friends um, also like keeps our friendship going. <laughs> And also, he's just, like, fun to pick on. So that's making me sound like a really terrible friend. I, like, took a three-year hiatus from our friendship. I'm back. Just to come back and roast me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so kind. Oh, anyways, um, that's an L for Sam. Speaking of L's. Well, this more is a so, great segue. Yeah, but more <laughs> so life lessons. That's what today's talk will be about. Uh, given that we had some time apart in our hiatus, we have learned like lots of things. So we're kind of using this space and time to share what we've learned and take away some key lessons through like what could be perceived as L's, but in the end turned out to be lessons. So uh, take it away. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I think the best lessons come from L's, you know, lessons start with L's, actually, you know, that's my, that's my bar for the day. Um, So me and Sid are going to be taking you through, I think, five different lessons uh, Mm -hmm. today. Uh, Each one, you know, comes with a story. And then at the end, you know, there's a little moral of the story. And that's the lesson. Yes. so I guess I can just kick it right off with the first lesson of the day. Oh, I have to preface this. So everyone, I haven't heard these <laughs> L's. I haven't like approved of them. He tells me like the general lesson that will be derived from the L, but not actually the L itself. So if you are offended, triggered, upset, disappointed, saddened, 
angered, enraged by anything Sam says, I am not responsible for it. Proceed. You, you can hit me in the DMs about it. It's all right. <laughs> oh, wouldn't you like that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. All right. So the school year just kind of ended or it's about to end maybe for some people who are still in high school. Oh, and yes. so my first lesson is basically just for anybody who's, you know, going to be starting another semester of college or university uh, in the fall. Um, so the lesson is pretty simple. Um, you know, don't, don't worry about the first two weeks of the semester. Don't try, you know, don't study, uh, don't go to class. Um, but most importantly, don't stress. Okay, there, take that, <laughs> take that, don't stress. Some of it does so, matter, continue. <laughs> so anyway, there's, uh, you know, a story to go with this lesson. So let me get right into it. In my first year of university, um, you know, I had a lot to learn still. Uh, so, you know, looking back, I, I guess this was probably the very first week that I was in Montreal. Uh, it was Sunday night, you know, uh, I think school started that like next Monday afternoon. And I was eating dinner at like the school cafeteria a little bit early. Um, because I was like reading through some emails from all my new like professors that day. And one of the profs was like, make sure you read the first chapter of the uh, textbook before you come into class on Monday. And also we're going to have a quiz at the end of the class. Oh. So be ready for that. So I was like, damn, like I better do that as soon as I get back home. Cause you know, that like, I didn't even see this until the night before. So I was kind of worried about that. So I was eating my little like cafeteria ravioli pretty quickly. Um, keeping to myself, you know, just sitting, you know, in some corner of the, of the cafe. Uh, but anyway, while I'm sitting there, um, a group of girls comes up to me, uh, probably about four or five of them. And, and one of them comes up to me and is like, Hey, you're Sam, right? Um, and oh, like, I was looking wow. at her. I, I didn't, yeah, no, like I, I really had a name, like my first week in Montreal, <laughs> but like, I was looking at her, I didn't like, like straight away recognize her, but like, she was mm -hmm. from like our, um, what is that? Like our residence, like meetup at the start of the year, you know, oh, we were yes, like all yes. sitting in a big circle, like just sharing mm -hmm. our thoughts and feelings about being in Montreal. So I think her name was like Morgan or Megan. I'm gonna go with Megan, I think. Okay. So, so anyway, Megan comes up to me and she's like, Hey, you're Sam, right? Uh, you know, we're all looking for guys to, you know, come clubbing with us tonight. Uh, do you want to come out with us? Uh, oh, you know, wow. uh, just in like a couple hours. And so, you know, I was sitting there like, you know, I just kind of realized who this was. I'm looking at this group of girls. There's like, it's just, it's just them. Like, you know, but Megan is like, you know, she seems nice. You know, just my type. Nice. Okay. Uh, nice eyes. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's your type. That's the thing that gets yeah, you. Yeah, I'm an eyes guy. Um, so, you know, you I'm like looking them. At, oh, never mind. Never. That's a mean joke. Yo, chill. Okay, continue. <laughs> so, um, I don't even know where I was. So, um, look, okay. So Megan, so Megan asked me this question and like, <laughs> I'm sitting there, you know, I take a bite of the, uh, the ravioli and I'm thinking it over and I'm like, nah, you know what? Like I got this quiz tomorrow. Like I got to study for this. Like, oh. you know, it's my first day in yeah. class. I I forgot I didn't even well I didn't even forget I just didn't even see this email mm -hmm. and this prof is talking like we already got to be ready for school and all that and, and you know Megan like looked at her group of girls and then back at me and she was like uh like seriously <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, it's first day of class, you know, got to be ready. And mm-hmm. oh. so they all kind of look at each other, a little confused. And Megan's like, okay. <laughs> and you then they left. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they, you, you, you know, that was them. it. What class was this them. for? I can't remember. It was like, I don't know, like some history class or something. Mm. It's not like I'm a history major or anything. It was just an elective. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the next day, um, you know, I'd studied chapter one that night. You know, I was, I was ready for it. So I'd go into class the next day. Um, you know, for most of the class, we just go through the syllabus, actually. We don't even like mm-hmm. really talk about chapter one. But at the end of class, it was time for the quiz. Um, so they're handing out the papers. You know, I, I get my paper. It's just one sheet. Like, mm-hmm. that's the whole quiz how hard could it be? You know, I was ready for it. So I look at the paper and there's barely any questions on the sheet. And at the bottom of the sheet, there's just like a massive, like bingo table. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's an icebreaker challenge. Like, you know, it's oh. a tell us about yourself quiz. Oh, no. <laughs> so I studied like chapter one and skipped all the partying the night before for like a game of bingo, essentially. And uh, (laughs) you know those girls never talked to me again. (laughs) So (laughs) that was that. You know, I never got approached in the cafeteria again after that. You know, not by a guy, not by a girl, not even by like you know a staff member who was like taking my tray. Yeah, just just leave him (laughs) alone. He's studying for his quiz. (laughs) Yeah, you know. um, So moral of the story: um, those first couple weeks of school are probably not going to matter that much. Uh, You know, don't uh, stress too much about it. Yeah, no, that's fair. And like, go out and party because like, make some memories and not every quiz is going to like, be so detrimental to the rest of your academic career. But you know, without that lesson, I'm sure that you probably wouldn't have like made an extra effort to go out the next time, you know? I didn't actually, that actually killed all my hype for going out for the rest of like, until now, you know? (laughs) All right. Uh, At least it remains a lesson that we can continue to take, you know, after this quarantine, hopefully you'll get back out there four years later. You know, Megan, if you're listening, he'll be out soon. Morgan, girl from McGill who went clubbing on the Sunday night. Sam has learned from that encounter. Don't worry. But yeah, I get what you mean, because that brings me to like my L, which is like, I mean, a lesson, really. Uh, And it was in first year as well for first year philosophy. And basically, I ended up being a psych major and having nothing to do with philosophy, probably because of this encounter, but also just because like, people in philosophy tend to just like really know how to formulate their opinions really well. They kind of try hards, like they're really like, Okay, I, I was know, like trying intense. to use a euphemism. <laughs> I was really trying hard, but thanks for, yeah. You know, I remember, like, sorry to take away from your no, story, no. but like just quickly, like I remember walking into a philosophy class, like, again, like first day of school kind of thing. And there was this guy sitting there in like, you know, like a like a long, like pea coat jacket type of thing. Uh. And he's holding this like book that's like thick as hell. And he's going through it and he's kind of looking at it like this and 
very thoughtfully like shaking his head at it and he takes out this highlighter and he just starts like highlighting it oh and like gosh. it's not even like a book that uh, was required for the course or anything he just does that in free in, like in the, his free time yeah oh <laughs> philosophy clout wow so, yeah. so cool I mean it is cool but like do it for yourself you know but yeah, yeah no I know what you mean so this like class was like just so deterring because there's full of people who are like super intellectual about philosophy and I was just there as an intro and also by the way like people literally try to argue like Descartes and like Socrates and stuff and I'm like you really think what you have to say at 9 a.m at UBC like Trump's thousands of years of philosophy anyways (laughs) his name was Noam I still remember that guy anyways but back to my L um so at UBC I think like that term the last day of finals was December 19th so I had been scheduled for the first day of finals and the last day so at this point of final season I was like dead I was like so done And it was the um, first snow day of the year. So prior to this, I hadn't ever had to transit to UBC in the snow, right? So it it was at 12. And I was like, okay, I think like it'll take me, normally it takes me only an hour to get to UBC, the route I take. So I was like, okay, I'll leave like two hours earlier. And then I was like, hmm, it's snowing. Let's go like two and a half-ish hours earlier. So I left at 9.30 a.m. for my 12 p.m. final, okay? And I was like, okay, I think like Mia or someone, someone had a final earlier that day and they were able to get to school. And I was like, okay, I'm really allotting like two and a half hours to get to school. It should be okay. Um, So I was intentional with my time. I was doing the right thing. I was like, you know, making it so that I could be as like stress-free as possible upon going into that final. Um, But then I got to like Langare 49th at like, I want to say like 10 a.m. And I waited for the 49 there until 1130. So for an Mm. hour and a half, I was literally like watching, like no buses come by, the line get longer. And Also, it wasn't smart for like, I couldn't call a taxi or anything because it's like the same snowy conditions that the bus would be going in. And like, it just wasn't it was like, okay, it's either you bus or you don't, you know, so I was really hoping. And by the way, at this point, like the first half hour, I was like, oh, it's okay, I still got time. But then when it got to like, you know, it's like 1130. I was like, oh, you better start walking it. Yeah. So I was, I finally got on the 49 and I was like just sobbing the whole way there. I was literally like crying on the phone to my dad. And like, of course he can't do anything. I'm already on the bus. And I was like, fuck, like everything that has gone wrong is going wrong. Right. Like I woke up on time. I studied like for so long. It's for like the most intimidating class of first year. No one has probably done the final and it hasn't even started. And like, I took this class at 9 a.m. So I didn't retain so much because it was like at 9 a.m. I fell asleep all the time, not gonna lie. Um, So this is just like everything going wrong, went wrong. So um, thankfully I had my friend, her name's Kate Dickinson. She was very kind and she like explained to the prof like my situation. And he was like, okay, we're not going to close the doors. We're the last exam slot in the, it's called the SRC. So like, even if I came late, like no class was going to take a final after. I was like, okay. But to make matters even worse, there was talks that like this final might be canceled because of the snow. And I was like, what? 
how can that be? I'm like literally 30 minutes away. So it's just so chaotic. And like little Sid was just sobbing. I'm just thinking <laughs> of her right now. Um, but I ended up getting there. I think like it was pretty late, like 30 minutes bef- like after. And I had to pee like so badly because I was holding this in for like three and a half hours. Yeah, at that's that a point. lot of stress. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, frick, do I just not pee? <laughs> and I was like really just debating, like, can I hold it another three hours? And then I ran to the bottom of the SRC, like peed. And like, I was like, you have to get it together. Like you can't go in like sobbing and like writing a philosophy final. Like also these people who are super intellectual and I don't know, like pretentious, they're going to like be judging the sobbing little girl who's literally almost about to pee her pants. So like, you know, like Sydney up. So I did. (laughs) And I guess the moral of the story is sometimes things don't go your way and that's okay. And you don't have to like catastrophize. And even if like things go every like everything that's meant to go wrong goes wrong like you sometimes your best is relative to that circumstance right like if I like really dwelled on the fact that I was late I would have like probably just had that in the for like the front of my mind the whole time you know and I ended up finishing with 20 minutes to spare so I was like what and I remember it was just like all the adrenaline and I was like one test doesn't define me because at the end of the day like that's a philosophy course that's first term of university and what Sam said like doesn't really matter like try your best but your best is always relative to how you're feeling in that moment and what you can control is how you treat yourself so you're more resilient than you seem, even in that present, even if you're presented with the worst case scenario. That's my L into a and, lesson. Uh, how'd you do? You know, C plus? No, I got above average, which I don't know what it was. I just, plus rem- plus? <laughs> I just remember that's like my flex. It's like, yeah, like <laughs> I did the final in like two hours and I got above average. And I did take another philosophy class after that. But yeah, it's just not my thing. But one test doesn't define you. You're more resilient than you know. That's my lesson. Uh, Sam has another story, and I've literally written shocking and nasty. So that's about Australia. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's it's shocking. You know, it's a little nasty. Okay, I don't uh, know. Maybe it's not either. It's I don't me. know. I don't know what you're expecting, honestly. But maybe it's, I think we hyped it up too much. I don't either know. Way, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what sam he's told me some weird things in the gym just in the middle of like <laughs> yeah we won't disclose that but you never know keep going well actually i think now is a good time for uh an ad break it's time to pay some bills so uh oh, we're gonna okay. take a short intermission and uh uh we'll be right back okay <laughs> goodbye <laughs> i didn't know we would take an intermission uh, this episode of The Sid Show is sponsored by Celeste's Friendship. Thanks for being friends with us. You're my favorite out of the three. All right, and back <laughs> to our regular program. So, shocking and nasty, Australia. All right, let me get right into it. So, um, you know, now that things are opening back up, or hopefully they're opening back up wherever you listen to this, um, I know a lot of young people are going to want to travel again, so... You know, this this lesson goes out to you if you're traveling. And the main, um, you know, the main gist of this 
lesson is um, spare no expense. Don't stay in hostels. Don't try to save money. Don't, um, you know, just, just blow all your money on the oh. vacation. Don't save a single dime. Nice. <laughs> what Sam really means is, uh, you know, just be conscious about your money and you pay for what you get. That's really key to this take. I don't even know what it's about yet, but I just <laughs> like to reassure the learn the listeners. Okay, go ahead. Uh, all right. So in 2019, uh, I went to Australia with Celeste and Nick. Uh, Nick was living there already for like six months. He was there from like January to July, I think. Uh, so in May, we met up with him, like we flew over there and then we, all three of us traveled around the East coast of the country together. Uh, so, you know, on our travels, we ended up going up to Cairns, which is like a tropical town in the far North of Queensland. So like right at the top of Australia, basically. And, uh, Nick had actually like stayed there before, like earlier in his own travels, I think he was picking avocados or some kind of fruit or something yeah, like that. Um, and he stayed at this hostel called Gilligan's. And so he was really hyped to come back to Gilligan's and stay at it again. With you guys. So we did. Mm-hmm. It's his favorite place, basically. Um, so if you don't know anything about hostels, I just want to say, like, if you want to get any kind of sleep on a trip, hostels are probably not the spot for you. If you just want to, um, you know, save money on like living, that's like where you want to go. You basically stay in a room with a bunch of strangers, just in bunk beds, like you're in the army or something. And your life is just in their hands for, you know, every day that you stay there, you're just dealing with these strangers. They're now like an intimate part of your sleeping life. From just my experiences in Australia, these strangers are going to turn the room lights on at four in the morning when they come in from the bar. They're going to accidentally start sleeping in your bed. If you step out for the night and come back a little too late, you're going to find some random in your bed that might go through your stuff, all kinds of sketchy stuff. They might use their toothbrush. If Wait, they don't have a toothbrush, so they like might use how, toothbrush. How open is it? What do you mean? Like how many people to a hostel? Oh, well, at Gilligan's, I think it was 10. Um, it was 10 okay. people or, or like 10 people in a room, right? Like in the whole hostel, it's like, I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands. I don't know. Feels like it anyway. Mm. Um, but the room sizes change. Like if you want to pay more, you'll get less people and hopefully like people who are not up to as many shenanigans, but you never know. It's yeah. a total like, it, and you don't get the pay. co-ed. Yep. Yeah, it's co-ed. Mm. And like, there's like one bathroom, maybe two bathrooms for all 10 people. Yeah. in a room and you might just be sleeping on top of a stranger as well because it's bunk beds right so like oh, true. um but you never want to be in the top bunk like that's a key piece of advice what? as well that's a mini lesson don't go on the top bunk go on the bottom bunk um why because they tickle you get, your feet now they get <laughs> maybe actually but you get a charger down there for your phone oh I see, um, I see. and uh just in general, it's such a pain to have to climb up there. Like you, you can't grab your stuff while you're just lying down. You oh, Sam is also not that tall, so I understand why that. Yeah, I'm only six so, three. Like yeah. I'm only six five. <laughs> you're six two, right? Yeah. Okay, two separate measurements. <laughs> okay, continue. Um. So yeah, like hostels are terrible. Is basically the point that I'm trying to get to. 
but this one experience at Gilligan's was the worst of all. Um, and it, you know, it made me decide that, uh, you know, I'm going to spare no expense the next time I go on that trip. Um, I also need to have another side note that English tourists are the worst of all tourists in the world. Sam can say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm from England and I'm saying English tourists are the worst. They're actually the hostels of travelers, you know, they're, oh, they're what hostels oh, are to hotels. Wait, after that yeah. whole thing on <laughs> yeah. hostels are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. So, um, yeah, they're rowdy. You know, they, they do all of the above things that I listed. Yes. Uh, they're, you know, they're really greasy. They're in for like, you know, a good time, not a long time kind of thing. Anyway, we get to our room in Gilligan's. Um, it's me, Nick, Selesh, obviously. And then uh, I guess seven people all from England. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe f- like five girls, I guess. And then two guys. Um and you don't really need to know the names of any of the girls except for one in particular, uh, Victoria from Manchester. Uh, she was, um, you know, she, she was a pretty uh, big girl. She was like, I don't know, probably the same height as me. So about six, seven, oh. um, you know, okay. just like just an absolute giant of a woman. And uh, she liked to party hard. Okay. And also you need to know the name of one other guy. And that's Ernest, the German tourist uh, who lived in the dorm next door. Okay. okay. <laughs> Victoria and Ernest. Yeah, that's right. And 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 just to be clear, like the German guy Ernest, he was um not big at all. He was very small. Like okay. really tiny guy uh, okay. uh, and fairly quiet as well. So anyway, I forgot to mention that Gilligan's is built on top of a club. Like it's a hostel built on top of a club, like a fully Oh, like wow. it's the biggest nightclub I think in the whole town. Can you feel the vibrations? You the can music? hear the vibrate. Like you can oh, hear the straight God. up music. You could sing along if you wanted to from oh, wow. any room in the whole place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so you know, the nice part about that though is like you don't have to go anywhere if you want to go clubbing. So mm-hmm. one night we did. Me, Nick, and Slash. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we met up with a bunch of guys that Nick knew from beforehand. And we all went clubbing downstairs. Uh, and, you know, we were dancing for a little bit on the dance floors. As much as I can dance is basically just holding a cup and kind of like nodding my head yeah. a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe raise it above my head like slightly and then like, you know, fist pump a little bit. <laughs> and um, yeah, so so we were down there dancing for a little bit. And, you know, I, I'm starting to see like Celeste is looking a little bit like woozy, like he's looking a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's actually starting to get a little bit sick. So no, he leans he over and he tells me, like, oh. you know, I'm a head out. And, you know, he, he kind of, you know, walks off. He's, he's not feeling the, the vibes anymore. Um, and obviously he just heads upstairs to the room to try and get some rest. Mm-hmm. That's not late at this point. It's probably just after midnight, I would imagine. Like, it's, you know, the party's just getting started really. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, like, you know, I'm down there with Nick for a little while still just, um, doing my fist pump every now and then and eventually like an hour later i'm like celeste still hasn't come back down like i think maybe he's really sick like let me go and check mm. on him so i come back up to the room and, good friend uh, sam good friend. yeah you know a, yeah. this happens in every story actually okay um, he's a very good friend sam there you go okay. yeah there we go <laughs> sorry glad you go we, up to the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah glad we established that so yeah i go i go back up to the room at about one and uh just to check on him so i head in there there's nobody else in there it's actually all dark in there and uh it's hard to tell where he is honestly like i you know i decided to leave him to it um Mm -hmm. 
so head back down again. Um, now the English tourists are starting to get really rowdy. Like it's starting to get crazy. Uh, Victoria, the, oh, the, the Victoria. big woman, she's kind of grinding on me. Like, I'm not really that interested though. Um, <laughs> you know, she's, she's, but she's there for a good time. You know what yes. I'm saying? She's ready to party. And, um, you know, all the regulars are there. All the rest of the English girls are also going hard. The English guys are going hard. And Ernest is killing it. He's jumping on, like, a table, you know. Like, he's he's wow. on the stage, you know, at the club. Like, he's going crazy. Doing that, like, German, like, techno dance, you know. Well, I am trying to be Ernest in <laughs> yeah. life. Maybe you're not, though. So, Because the next part of the story is when I get a text message from Celeste. And he's like, like, yo, like, are you still downstairs? I'm like, uh, yeah, you want me to come up? And he's like, yeah, come come say what's up. So I guess he probably took a nap and then woke up and mm-hmm. just, like, feeling lonely in the place now. So I head back up there and I decide to call it a night, too, after, like, going and chilling with him there for a bit. So we end up just deciding, okay, you know, we got a big day tomorrow. We're, like, going diving or something. Yeah. Um, you know, let's just shut the lights off and try and sleep as best we can with all this music pumping. So we shut the lights off, go to bed. Not even like 10 minutes later, the door cracks open um, to our room and somebody's slipping in. Um, and it's none other than uh, Victoria and Ernest oh. uh, together. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am really not Ernest. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're really feeling themselves. Oh, man. Oh, and, um, <laughs> you're, you're like and, awake. On yeah, the we're awake. Bunk? We're just like no, no. We're on the top bunk, so they don't even oh. know we're there. Oh and then, god! Like, you know, so they pull up, and they're like, you know, taking each other's clothes off, like in this dark room. Uh. And then, uh, you know, I, th- I don't know who flicks on the light, but eventually, it was probably Celeste. Honestly, you probably just flicked on the light, and then, and then the light flicks on, and they see us both just chilling up on bunk beds, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Like oh somebody else is in here. Like, God. what are you guys even doing in here? It's so early, and, yeah. and you know, the, Victoria's saying all this. Ernest doesn't really mm-hmm. say much. Like he just dances. Um, and, and so, <laughs> he's still you know, dancing with the cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pumping it up still, and um, so they're like, "Oh, um, damn!" So they like kind of like sit on the bed like below me for like a little bit, mm-hmm. and they're trying to be quiet. They're just having a giggle to themselves. Yeah. Like now they know we're here. It's obviously a little weird. And then like just a couple minutes later, they kind of look over like to the um, balcony. It's like a screen door kind of thing, and. Um, yeah, sure enough, they step over the balcony, open the screen door, close it, head out there. Oh, you know, get silent for a little minute, and then you know they're banging out there. They're having oh. loud, you know, like aggressive sex on this bench oh, that's man. like out there um, on the balcony. Oh and, gosh, uh, Victoria's really giving it her all. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know uh, whether it was the you know the club beats or them yeah. that was shaking the whole room, but oh, like God. I, you know, Ew. we were we were just vibrating for the whole night up there on the top bunk. Um, Do you like talk to Celeste at this point, or is it just silent I, and you can hear like? I was I was just lying there with like my hands together on my chest, <laughs> like pretending I'm dead. Like, damn, like I definitely should have paid another forty dollars to not have oh, to deal my with gosh. this. And so that's the moral of the story is that hostels are never worth it unless you are Victoria or Ernest. Then it might be, but it's still questionable. Okay. I would just say, listen, if it costs another $300 a night to stay in, uh, I don't know, the Ramada or something, just go there instead. It's not worth it. Well, you've got a good story. That's pretty freaking funny. (laughs) Did you see them the next day? Um, yeah, so actually, I guess to wrap up the story properly, um, 
the rest of the night was just as awful. Like they banged for a long time. I don't know if they ever came back in. Um, I didn't see them. Maybe I've managed to fall asleep. I don't know. But like, as soon as you fall asleep, somebody walks in the door and turns all the lights on, like the, the main light that just shines mm-hmm. over everybody. And of course I'm on the top bunk. So it's like right in my eyes. So obviously that woke me up. And then like uh, another couple came in and just chilled in the bathroom. I couldn't hear that one though. So I'm not as mad at, uh, okay. at them as I am at Victoria and Ernest. Yeah. Uh, oh, damn. And um, yeah, it was just generally a bad time. And even Nick who like parties hard, like eventually was like, yo, these, these guys are wild. Like they never stop. It, it's like, you know, the sun is rising and they're still just going hard and Oof. like not being very good um, roommates. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, for real. Especially yeah. in a common space. It's like you do you, you can get wild, but like at not the expense of other people's comfort, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. It was just like, you know, you just like, you got to know at 4 a.m. Somebody's going to be sleeping, right? Why yeah. are you turning on the main lights? Like, so, it's just a big move. So Ernest is, like, how little? Oh, he's tiny. He's probably, like, same height as you kind of thing. Doesn't say much. <laughs> Shaved head, you know? <laughs> I wonder how that... No, I don't want... No, anyways, what an Don't image. read into it too much. <laughs> anyway, like, the the next night... Maybe it was the same night. I don't know. I think it was the next night. Like, we were leaving, like, the following morning after that next mm-hmm. night. So that that night, they had... Like, these girls had left, like, a ton of, like, pink gin... Um, in the room like multiple bottles of it um, and so what we did to kind of I guess get revenge on them it wasn't really that cool I guess in retrospect but we like poured out all the pink gin all over their like um, beds which are Damn. white and you gotta pay for that oh um, so <laughs> uh, even Celesh um, no we didn't have to pay for it they had to pay no, for it no no he poured bed. the gin um no, he probably didn't. I'm saying we, but really it was me. It's just uh, you in the middle. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm Nick just pouring like, it out all over the place. Like, yeah. I'm, I gotta do it. Um, but yeah, I remember like that that next morning when we left, they were all looking at it like, oh no, we must have spilled so much while we were like drinking in the room. And um, man, that's tough. Like, is all I gotta say. Yeah. Did you be, make be it look person. like? Did you make it look? As you spill the pink gin, be a better person. <laughs> this will teach you. In Victoria from Manchester. <laughs> Damn English. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, no. I mean, you just have to have, like, courtesy, you know, for other people. Yeah, like, I, you know, I said some people might use your toothbrush. Like, I don't think they use my toothbrush, but I know they use my toothpaste. And I'm, mm. I get the feeling they might have used my deodorant too. Oh, wow. Um, that one, yeah. that one's a little different. That's tough because that's a roll on. Like, yo, you got to chill. Yeah, There's some hairs cute. on there that I don't recognize. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh my gosh. It's freaking earnest. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, in case you forgot, the moral of the story is don't, um, don't save your money when you're on vacation. Mm. Don't try and be a smart traveler. Don't mm. go to a hostel. Go to a five-star world-class hotel um that's gonna cost you your whole month's rent translation pay for what kind of experience you're prepared for and willing to take the risks given that circumstance and uh what, is, what are you even place saying right <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like like be prepared. whoa <laughs> um, be prepared like if you're paying 50 dollars a night expect a $50 per night experience, you know? So, but also you're paying not 
for the risk. Like if you pay like $300 for a hotel room, you're paying to ensure that, you know, certain things don't happen. Like you have your own access to your toothbrush and deodorant. Yo, I'm so cheap. I thought $50 a night was expensive. I thought we were getting the good stuff when we went to Gilligan's. Well, I mean, you, you did get a good story. You, you should have <laughs> just taken the gin and just like partied. That's what I would have done. Yeah, but like, you know, I just wasn't in the mood at that point, you know. That's true. We, Sam is an aggressive person. He's constantly <laughs> angry and just, yeah. Oh, man. But that's for another podcast. Uh, anyways, <laughs> thanks for listening um, to his story. That is pretty shocking and nasty. I mean... I've, I hope we didn't hype it up too much. Like, I feel like it's kind of underwhelming now. No, no, that's, that is kind of that is pretty enraging that would have pissed me off too because it's like you do you you yeah do whatever you want on vacation explore explore other people but not at the expense of my safety and <clears throat> comfort you know i appreciate that they went to the balcony i guess but it was still loud hard sex like i could hear <laughs> every piece of the action that's pretty uh crazy because it, that's like is that balcony accessible like can the public see that Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not even like to the yeah. Side you can you can see it from the shawarma. So- sh- excuse me, the shawarma shop across the street. Yeah. Oh damn, just having shawarma. Oh yeah, <laughs> what a show! Oh Victoria Ernest, if you're listening, um, uh, make no shout out voices. for them. No shout oh, okay, I retract. Yeah. yeah, you don't get a feature, even though we just talked about you for ten minutes. Ernest, do better, man. Yeah, do better. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hope life in Manchester and Germany's as as great as you treat everyone else. Take that as you will. Yeah. Sam has me written here. Don't save money on a trip. Pay for a five-star hotel. Honestly, just don't stay in a hostel. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. But, you know, if you want an experience like that, if you want to have sex on a balcony, maybe... maybe you could be the earnest. Yeah. This could be you. Yeah, it could be you. So take what you need from this story. Somebody's listening are like, yo, $50 for that? Yeah, damn. Yeah, I'll pay any price. <laughs> Free toothpaste and deodorant? <laughs> okay. Well, my story is not about fun travels. It actually happened quite locally. And I think I was uh, very, I've probably seemed like a nun or like a missionary to this person because of what happened so basically I like took my L test in I think it was like July 18th 2017 because I really wanted it for my birthday and I had like just I was like oh it's so booked up like I really don't want to go through the hassle of testing during first year right so I was like now or never or else I'll put it off till next summer so this is like the test and also for me I really don't like driving tests because like I'm okay with like my brain being tested, like solely my brain, like my writing skills or like my speaking skills. But when it comes to my body, (laughs) I'm like, I just feel like driving, like you need your brain and your body and everything's so dependent on other drivers. There's just so many things that could go wrong. Yeah. The stars have to align a little bit. Yeah, no, for real. Especially especially in Richmond, you got all these fancy cars around you and nobody knows how to drive them. (laughs) And I'm like so nervous because I just oh also I had to parallel park between like two really fancy cars and I was just like so enraged but anyway you think that kind of raises the stakes a little bit like I know. I, like I I got I got this now like 
Yeah. yeah. Well, they made me parallel park twice, like one time after that one. So I don't know if my first one was really good. But anyway, so <laughs> only scratched test. one of the cards. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. My end test. So it was like I scheduled it really early. And I did the route before with like my instructor and I was ready and I got this like new driving instructor that my no driving examiner that my instructor didn't know. And like he knew kind of like their personalities, their their kind of pass fail rates, like if they're more lenient or just their personalities. Right. So this is like blank canvas. I didn't know who she was at all. I think her name was Carmen. Um, Yeah, Carmen. (laughs) Carmen reminds me of Carmen from Incentive. So if you're listening, hello, Carmen. But anyways, yes, Carmen from ICBC was my instructor. And the test went really, really well um, up until we were at this residential uh, area. And I was like taking a left and there's like a car parked. So like my vision was really like, what is it called? Like hidden, like that car was parked so all the cars behind it I couldn't see and I was turning left and I ended up like not like crashing into the other car it was just like there wasn't enough space for that car to pass me safely um so I was like oh it wasn't the safest decision but I had to commit to that left turn because I was already like making it (laughs) (laughs) and then I feel her like slam on the brakes a little from the examiner things because I took the one with two wheels um And I was like, oh, fuck, like everything went perfectly fine up until this point. And like, honestly, I like had to do what I had to do and no one got hurt. Like, well, obviously that's not great, but like (laughs) no one's safety was really jeopardized. It was just like not a smart driving decision, but it's enough. It's enough to like not like like if, if Carmen had slammed on the brakes, would that have like helped or hurt the situation? No, it was like. We the car had already passed us, but I think it was just since a, there are three parked cars essentially, like the one that was already parked, then me driving, yeah. and then the other car. It was just super tight, so it was just like a matter of like waiting for them to pass me. Like I shouldn't have gone because they actually had their license, right? So we we're just waiting for them. <laughs> so so um, the the fact that the tester thought her life was in danger enough to hit the brakes was probably a bad sign, though. yes no for real and I was like oh I didn't stop the car like that's Carmen so on the way back I was like oh fuck like I don't think I made it and I was like oh I'm just gonna cry so then I was like praying I was like to her guardian angel I was like hey like can you please help me like pass because like I am very safe at driving and like that was just a situation that was a reflective that was once driving capability (laughs) and I was like really just like come on come on universe come on pull through and then we like uh go to icbc in richmond so the lansdowne testing center and then we reverse in and i was like okay got the reverse down but i probably failed so she like sits me down well i'm already sitting she's like so how do you think you did and i was like honestly i think i made like smart decisions but i do know that um like situation in the residential area wasn't the smartest nor is it reflective of like my driving capability. And then she was like, yeah, that was probably the dumbest thing you could have done in that scenario. <laughs> I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> like she didn't like uh, sugarcoat it or anything. And I was like, okay, well, I probably failed. And then there was like this lull. And 
I don't know if I don't really know you I'm not very comfortable with silence yet so every time there's a lull I will fill it I will fill it with you just my... start laughing just like crazily <laughs> like, like, <laughs> 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 like and I was like um I was like oh as person with a strong faith, I believe that every life has value. <laughs> She's like, what? She's like writing in her clipboard. And I was like, as someone on the road, I would drive with the intention that I have my life, but also everyone's life in my hands. And I just have to be like super cognizant of everyone around me. And I have to like drive with the intention that my life impacts everyone else's. And I was like, it sounded like like a speech that someone would give at like a Christian conference on like how God meets driving. Something that was literally like that. a Hail Mary from you. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah, no, for yeah. real. <laughs> and then she's like writing on her clipboard and she's like, um, well, you passed. I just thought I had to make it really clear that that wasn't a smart decision. Like other than that, Oh, Everything she wasn't was having really it. Well. Yeah, well, she well, she was kind of shocked. Like, I think she was like, is she trying to convert me? Like, why is she, like, speaking about her religion? All of a sudden, this is a freaking driving test. Like, <laughs> why is she telling me about her stance on, like, life and death and, like, everything in between? And to make matters worse, I'm, like, wearing a shirt that says equality and I have, like, my crucifix and I just oh, look man. crazy. I look like <laughs> one of those, like, Christians who are like, oh, let me just convert you right on the spot. <laughs> um, but the moral of the story, like, I did pass and I look absolutely crazy in my end photo. Like, my eyes are just, like, so wide and, like, my hair is so messy. And I'm like, fuck, I got this end. But I also <laughs> tried to convert her in the process. But the lesson is stay true to yourself, threaten to convert, and you will get your end. <laughs> I think that lesson probably is kind of the same vibe as all of Sam's lessons, but it worked for me. Make them uncomfortable. So, drive yeah, yeah, when in doubt, pull the God card. <laughs> yeah. Let it just float um, on from there. Scare Carmen. Hope she's doing well. Um, but oh, actually, she gave me the incorrect amount of change. So, like, I was like walking out. And then I had to go back in and give her because I was like counting the bills. I was like, oh, this is incorrect. She gave and, you more money than you need? Yeah. So oh, she really like, thought you were a saint then. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, <laughs> like pay, pay my debts. Yeah. Like this is probably one of God's like, yeah. I don't know, prophets. He's, he's <laughs> like, testing you. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, yeah, <sighs> stay true to yourself. Just speak your truth and everything will align. But drive safely, you know. I think that's also don't important. be like Sydney on the road. Be like Sydney <laughs> in the parking lot after the test. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, I'm actually a really good driver. Like I stick with the rules. I'm just not the best at parallel parking, but I will make it so I don't have to parallel park. So yeah, threaten to convert. End of my lesson. <laughs> I hope that one was okay. That one was, uh, yeah, that, that's enlightening. <laughs> That one makes me seem like a crazy freaking Catholic who's like, oh, any way I can convert you. But yeah, if it um, works, it works. I mean, hey. Yeah. And then my subsequent like driving test after that, because I took my class five twice. I was like so nervous because I was like, don't say anything to freak them out. Please, Sydney, please. But no, driving instructors, they actually they actually put themselves or examiners too like their life on the line every time just because like you never know how good or bad the kid's gonna be or adult like take yeah what a feeling actually you got some little kid in the car with you you're like 
I could die at any minute. Yeah, it no, could be it right now. Like Micah can test, like because she's, oh, she can start driving when she's sixteen, which is in two years. And I don't <laughs> know if I'd be like, hey, I'm willing to put my body in a car with like a sixteen year old, like driving it around. So props to you, Carmen, and my driving instructor, William. Nice. Shout out, William. Yes, yeah, shout out, William. Okay, so. This next story, I feel like I know a bit about it. Um, Sam has like disclosed to me who it's about. So I feel like I know. I also feel like I know the timeline of it for certain reasons. But I don't really know like the lesson. I wrote here, delete Snapchat, focus on yourself. That's what you told me. Yeah. Also, like I kind of want to expand on that. Maybe like, like that is a good lesson, but also... Sometimes when you take an L, you just got to laugh it off. True, you know? true, true. And so that, that's like, you know, that's a bonus um, lesson, I guess. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting gems from me today, Sid. That's true. Yeah. That's why Sam is always laughing. <laughs> just constant L's. Every and with that. Laugh it off. <laughs> All right, we're going to take an ad break. <laughs> okay. Oh, we actually are taking an ad break. So this episode is also sponsored by... Nick Jervis, hopefully you're going to be on the next one. Thanks, Nick, for being you. Okay, we're back from our break. Hello, audience. I would just like to be transparent here. We've had a couple ad breaks because Sam's bladder is quite small, and he has like three water bottles that he's gone through, and now he's on to this empty McDonald's coffee cup that he also filled with water. So every time there's an ad break, he's gone to the bathroom. So... Yeah, anyways, just thought I'd be clear about that. And we're on to our final story, which has had lots of hype, and I feel like I know what it's about, but it'll be interesting to see Sam's perspective on the situation. Um, I think it has to do with someone we know and sushi and girl. <laughs> go, go well, let me, <laughs> let me just preface this by saying um, Sydney loves it when people start like saying names like name and names on the podcast. Sydney loves censoring every yeah. single time people Love say it. the name. It's so, so convenient. During yeah, well, you know, when people like say a censored word on here, the the traffic goes up on the podcast, you know. Yeah, I mean, no, it does. So, I see listen. people <laughs> just to specific places where names are dropped. Yeah, they're trying to figure out who it is, you know what I mean? So like yeah. let me let me just start by saying I'm gonna say the name as much as I can so that Sydney has to go through and censor this uh, like the whole thing that's also so hard because we <laughs> so one day one time I might no, yeah, you can't say that yeah okay fine <laughs> <laughs> censor that part too okay, okay just bleep whatever you said people are like okay like, what'd she say yeah <laughs> hi everyone we're back from the bleep Sam will proceed to tell me the story and making and make it a very hard editing job for me, even though it already <laughs> is. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, all right. So this lesson goes out to all the um, the single guys and girls out there. Okay. Um, you know, this one's for, anybody... for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's for a lot of people. It's for a lot of a lot of kings and queens out there. You know. So I know it's kind of surprising to a lot of you, but I, I wasn't always like you know, oh, who shut I am the now. Fuck you know? up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But back in high school, for example, um, I wasn't uh, the same person I am today. 
Sam would like to use the word virginial to describe his previous self. There's nothing wrong with that, but that is the image. Yeah, I was a little fresh, you know. I was a little soft. Um, Anyway, in grade 11, I was in the school play. Speaking of soft, you know, I was was in a school play. Nothing wrong with school plays. (laughs) I think they're cool. I was just, I was a side piece in the, in a play. I was, I was in it for about 10 minutes um, in this three hour play. That was two parts. A- anyway. <laughs> I feel like we opened yeah. a wound there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So um, I was in the school play and we were performing it. I made my little appearance. I did my little dance and then I went to the backstage and then, you know, I came out for the, for the encore at the end. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, one night we had finished the performance and a bunch of people that you actually know, Sydney, were there. It was um, uh, Bjorn and Teresa, right? Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, from South Africa. So we went to okay. South Africa with these firefighters, and 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 yeah, they're sick. You know, there were a couple who are like now not firefighters; they're farmers, like yeah. in Alberta. Anyway, this is a tangent. Yeah. You don't need to know too much about Bjorn and Teresa. Anyway, it was cool seeing them there because they like made the effort to come all the way out there mm-hmm. just to watch this play with like me and. Who else was in it from South Africa? I don't know. But anyway, I was in it, so maybe they just came to watch me. I don't maybe know. Maybe Mika? I don't think Mika was in it. Maybe just for you, Sam. That's crazy. But anyway, like, like I, I'm pretty sure, like, Anushka was involved um, okay. with the play, like, on the on in the backstage, you know? Mm-hmm. And so was actually. So this, like, you know, this is all tying back in. Okay. Um, yeah, so Bjorn and Teresa pulled up after the play. And they were like, yo, like, Sam, how's it going? Like, you know, you want to go for uh, some dinner maybe after? Just catch mm-hmm. up a little bit? And, like, I said yes. Uh, Anushka said yes. And whoever else was there, they all said yes because we wanted to catch up. So we went to this nice sushi place somewhere in Richmond. I don't really remember where. Um, on Three Road somewhere. Okay. Um, or near Three Road, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, we go to a nice sushi place, and I'm eating sushi. And um you know i'm talking to her at the time and and sydney actually linked us up i'm a matchmaker (laughs) what can i say yeah none of them have worked out so (laughs) specifically for sam for some reason (laughs) but anyway like like um i'm at the sushi place and uh sends me a snap um while while i'm eating and she's just like what are you doing now that the show's done you know she was also there so she knew like hey like you know what are you doing now and so I sent her a picture back at the table. And I'm like, yo, I'm eating sushi at the sushi store, you know? Uh, and she snaps back like straight away. And she's like, oh my God, I love sushi. Mm-hmm. And so I reply like, uh, me too. You know, uh, I'm eating a dynamite roll in the picture. You know, I'm just, you know, it's, it's in my oh, mouth in the picture. That sounds like- He remembers the roll. <laughs> you know, me too. <laughs> and again, she replies like straight away. She's like, you know, my dad is actually in the States right now. Oh my god! All alone in the house this weekend, and I would love some takeout sushi right now. <gasps> I'm like, word! I just had a great idea. You should get some sushi. <laughs> and, and so a couple minutes later, you know, she snaps me back like a very, very nice photograph of her. You know, like mm-hmm. a, a nice mirror selfie. Well, she's uh, very photogenic. And yeah, like it, you know. Oh, oh, and let me let me say as well. Like, shout out to you for the matchmaking because I feel is very out of my league. Okay, like let me say like I, even then I was like I'm in over my yes. head here. Like I don't know what I'm getting into. Like I like, hope Sam. <laughs> like no, like like back then I wasn't hyped at all. I was like oh my god, like I'm really punching up right now. 
Um, so you told her. So okay, you should yeah. Probably so she get some sushi. Well, yeah, yeah, but but she snatched me back, and it mm-hmm. is very. Uh, it's a very nice photogenic photograph. Yeah. It's a Snapchat, and and she says in it, she's just like, "How about you bring me some sushi?" Oh, she just had I'm, to lay it out. Yeah, straight. I'm home alone, and I don't really know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> but like okay i take one look at that snap and obviously i'm catching the vibe like i know exactly yeah, yeah, what to yeah. say like straight away i'm like damn that's pretty tough you don't know how to cook me neither usually when i'm home alone i just make toast so you should try just making some toast anyway <laughs> back to the sushi <laughs> so um after that uh radio silence you know i didn't get yeah. snapped back i just got left on scene um, go fucking making some toast Sad, yeah, i don't know if she made some toast honestly like you know like whatever she was doing it was something better than talking to me at the sushi store she was really really straight up like hey here is a clear invitation that's how i interpreted it anyway like maybe that like maybe i'm not seeing this right but like you know anyway i you know i eat my sushi i eventually get home and when i'm walking in the door i'm like damn like it was like really snapping me pretty fast before like like was taking her so long to reply now i'm like i thought that was a pretty uh entertaining exchange and um you know i look at i got left on scene like an hour ago that's pretty tough you know i'm i go to the bathroom i'm washing my hands i'm like damn like i don't know why she stopped i guess maybe she found something to eat i don't know and i just remember like you know i'm washing my hands and eventually like i look up into my own eyes in the mirror i'm like oh shit she was trying to make me oh no she she wanted me to come over and like bring her sushi and it oh man and uh yeah the the relationship never really went anywhere after that the whole thing just fell apart i mean she like with that reply she probably thought i wasn't interested let's be honest damn i can't (laughs) believe you curved her she's so beautiful I know. This girl is like popular and smart and kind yeah. and beautiful. <laughs> oh no, my. Yeah. I, I, no. I just curved her. Like, yeah, it's like, a, <sighs> but it was unintentional, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Wait, I was so really into the sushi. You really just innocently thought like, oh, she just wants to talk about sushi. She's like looking like, for something to eat. <laughs> Yeah, like at the time I was like eating sushi and I was like, I can understand why somebody else would also want to be eating sushi right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I I didn't have a lot of money at the time, I feel like. So I was probably like, or, you know, like she she could just order it. Like, I don't see why I got to bring it to her. Like, kind of <laughs> oh, man, that's OK. <laughs> I mean, you went some you learned. So maybe maybe it was meant to be because maybe if you were to go beyond the threshold of like just the Snapchat, maybe you would have been very overwhelmed, you know? Who would, who knows? I don't think I would have been personally. Uh, uh, <laughs> trying to make it better. <laughs> but, uh, you know, moral of the story, uh, so, like I said, sometimes when you take an L, you just got to take it um, right, on the, right on the chin, you know? You That's just got to laugh it off. Yeah. And um, to me now, it's a hilarious story. I honestly don't know if she like, like interpreted it the same way. Maybe it was just a general, like, I wasn't that interesting kind of thing. And that was just the, the final uh, straw. I, well, like, I think, like, because I worked with her for a bit. And, like... This is straight... Like, everybody's going to know who this is. Well... Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't mean to expose know. us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, well, 
Well, I worked with lots of people, but I just okay, remember good save, good save. Yeah, I just yeah. remember her saying, like, I don't even know if he's interested. And I was like, What? <laughs> I work so hard. Like <laughs> up and he's not interested. Oh well, that's okay. I mean, I'm sure you've had dubs later on and they meant know. more. I don't know. This you know, maybe. Okay, anyways. <laughs> W's aren't lessons for me, though, you know, so I, I like to learn a lot. That's I'm really, true. Yeah, I'm studious. You like those <laughs> L's. They, they help you grow. <laughs> well, anyways, thanks for sharing. I mean, yeah, that last one is an L. If you know this girl, that's a bit of an L. But if you are this girl, slide in. See, I'm still your wing woman. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve. You said this. that. Yeah, you, you said that unprompted. Like I really like had a chance. Like, I know. Yeah. It's, just, it's just I've been doing it for years now. I'm just like, okay, okay, here's my chance to hype him up. But yeah, anyone that wants to talk to Sam, uh, he. I got more stories for you. You know, yeah. I know how to make a mean piece of toast. So. Hit me up. <laughs> that really sells you right there. Mean piece of toast, foreign pink gin, you know, <laughs> curving girls left and right to study, to eat sushi, you know, priorities in check. Priorities for if real. If this is your man, <laughs> come get him. <laughs> Anyways, well, the summary of today's lessons at least for mine, our first year is not as future altering as you think it is. That is the time to make mistakes and go party. Um, and then for my N1, really just be true to yourself. Everything will align, convert in the worst case scenario. Yeah, be a little crazy, yeah. like <laughs> intimidate people. Evangelize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how do you summarize your lessons? Um, yeah, so lesson one, you know, like I said, um, and it's a lot like Sydney's lesson one, I guess, is just, you know, don't don't stress about the start of the semester. It's not that important, you know focus on focus on yourself is like a an overarching uh lesson i think you know first focus on year yourself. and forever you know yeah exactly like you know you can always um you can always just look inward if things aren't going well outward look inward wow. work on yourself you know what i mean see that's good that's a good one um and anyway on to the second lesson that's a lot more important is don't spend your money on hostels um pay top dollar every time to go to yeah um, i don't even know like a good hotel i don't like what is the name of a good hotel best western sure. stay the best western yeah <laughs> stay stay where you feel you will feel most comfortable given your traveling needs don't be victorian earnest and if you are to be them please be respectful yeah take it take it to somebody else's balcony mm -hmm. um, oh Okay. Anyway, <laughs> next one. Third, third lesson um, is also focus on yourself. Um, but also like, you know, L's, they happen, you know, as you can see, I get a lot of them. And the best way to like reflect on them for me, at least, is just to laugh it off. Yes. You know, like, like, you know, some L's maybe it doesn't work for, but a lot of the time, you know, like, if you feel like you're in a tough spot at the time, you know, like when you're looking back on it, it's just like, it's pretty hilarious. Like, it's like, you know, what was I thinking? Or I can't believe that happened, you know? So it makes a lot of good stories and, and uh, even, even more importantly, a lot of good lessons. There you go. And I think it's all about perspective at the end of the day. Like what you can control are your thoughts and how you appraise the situation. So as long as at the end of the day, you're able to like 
solidify a lesson that you've taken from an L, you're in good shape. And when in doubt, laugh it off like Sam said. So uh, thanks for listening to this episode of The Sid Show. I have so much editing to do. And <laughs> thanks for our sponsors, Celeste and Nick. Nick was the other sponsor while you were Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I missed um, that one. I was yeah. doing something yeah. else. I was busy. Okay. Um, and thank you, Sam, for being a guest. I hope you come back on again. This one was like really chaotic, but I think it went well. Hopefully. Well, yeah, thank you. Like I, I, I had fun. I, I hope you had fun. I hope everybody listened and had fun. Yeah, it but... is fun. <laughs> I hope you're listening. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, subscribe to my Patreon, my YouTube channel. Um, Got a his only fans. Yeah, my only fans coming soon. Uh, you know, stay <laughs> tuned. See, why am Link. I hyping you up again? <laughs> Link Don't describe it. Yeah. <laughs> Which bio the Sid Show's bio? <laughs> Straight to yeah. You can find fans. all my socials in the Sid Show bio. <laughs> so thank you and thanks for being my friend. I feel like it's really funny. Sam and I are really different, but we do have a very entertaining friendship because of it. And thanks for always keeping it real. Hopefully you can come on again. And hopefully, well, things open up, it can be in person and it can be like more entertaining that way. Or maybe even with Celeste and Nick. So oh, thanks. That would for, be great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your L's because I think it's important to be vulnerable and real about when like things are L's, but then reframing them. That's all the power to you, you know. That's that's up to you. So thank you everyone. Take care. Be safe.